0: Gonna go out there and play basketball and win. And win? Yeah. And how many games? Six. We're gonna be. We're gonna win in six. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Bucks podcast. My name is KJ Ikestead, and it has been Bucks in five. The Milwaukee Bucks. Take care of business against the Chicago Bulls. They make quick work of them. They experience some adversity, but in the end, talent triumphed talk the bucks go forward and now have a matchup against the boston celtics i'm excited for today's episode at the end we're going to be giving away announcing the winner of the Giannis Antetokounmpo city edition jersey in your size so make sure to stick around with that we're gonna be doing some fan shout outs i'm joined by alex alex how you doing kj i'm doing great
1: bucks fans how are you feeling because it's Bucks in five. It's Bucks versus Celtics. This is where the NBA playoffs take that next step, and I think we're all ready. We saw the Bucks round into form. They're looking great. Pat was draining. I'm excited to dive into the podcast today, and I'm more excited to give away that Giannis jersey. So thanks for having me,
0: and let's dive into the show. Absolutely. So the Bucks, 116 to 100 over the Bulls. Uh, Zach Levine. You know, did he pull a Ben Simmons? Did he not pull a Ben Simmons? He wasn't there. He wasn't in Chicago. And DeMar DeRozan, he was looking like DeMar DeFrozen. 11 points uh, in the elimination game. The Bucks were really focusing in on him. So to me, you know, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens at, if the Bucks do the same strategy against someone like Jason Tatum, but because they pretty much shut down DeMar DeRozan. Uh, 11 points, you know, Nikola Vucevic, he can't really beat you by himself. You know, they, they don't really have, in terms of the Bulls, they don't really have talent to compete with like a Giannis. Giannis, on the other hand, had one of his most efficient games of the year, of the playoffs. I think he started off like 9 for 9 or something like that. Uh, he had a relatively mild 30 minutes. Thirty-three points. He's scoring over a point a minute. I mean, he started off the game with a thunderous slam on an offensive rebound from Bobby Portis's miss. Nine rebounds, three assists. Like you said, Pat Connington had a breakout playoff game: seven for eleven from the field, twenty-three minutes, six for nine from three, with twenty points and a plus fourteen. Alex, thoughts on the Bulls series? Because that was, you know, Bucks and five. I loved what the Bucs did. You know, they were –
1: Giannis himself, one of the most underrated things about him – is that he can pass out of double teams and triple teams. He's got tremendous yeah. vision. He's got great feel for that as a young superstar. they You know, the Bulls are trying to really pack it in on him in the post, and he can find the open man. I think that's the difference between some of the other guys I look at around the league is they don't know how to pass when they're guarded. Giannis has always had that awareness of moving the ball, putting energy in the ball. I think the Bucks you know, kind of fueled from that. He was the star cage. He had 33 points, Giannis. And he only took 15 field goal attempts, Bucks. He made 11 of those. Very efficient, as you said. He made 11 free throws, grabbed nine boards, and he only turned it over two times. So just incredible stuff from Giannis. And. I still feel like the Bucks can go into the Celtics series as the favorites because of the Greek freak. Um, he's rounded this team into form. You know, you got multiple contributors. We've seen Pat now go off. Huge shout out to him going six of nine from three. When he hit that first three from deep, which was like, A few feet behind the line And catch and pull pretty much Mm -hmm. I knew it was bucks and five I mean it's like if Pat hits his first three And he's going, Grayson Allen had 13 points again He still looks sharp It's like it's tough for teams to compete with these bench mobs, Cage. So I really liked how the Bucks round into form. One guy I got to say who needs to keep picking it up is Mr. Holiday. Yeah. We haven't seen the greatest performance out of him yet. One of seven, four of 14. It's like, bro. You can't hit water out there. <laughs> he's gotta play better. You but know. he's gonna play better. I feel like he has to. Um he's got a huge advantage at the point guard position this next series. So I expect him to really
0: uh you know, put up twenty plus a game at least. Enough with this ten point stuff, man. I know. It's like Drew, man, we're paying you thirty million a year this year. We're paying you a hundred sixty over the next four. It's like, bro, you gotta score more than ten. Like you said, Alex, he's one for seven from three, 4-14 four from the field. Like, you gotta give Giannis some help because Bucks fans. Maybe you heard Chris Middleton is not expected back for the Boston Celtics series. But here's no. my take on that. I believe that this is the Bucs kind of like knocking expectations down to the floor, in the sense where the Bucks can't car. go. The Bucks <laughs> can't go into this series. And, and expecting to get Chris Milton back for game three kind of using that as like a mental crutch like let's say the Bucks go down oh two because they're going to be playing on the road the Boston Celtics got the higher seed you know let's say the Bucks go down two and they're like they can't they can't really have these this mindset like oh it's okay because we're gonna go and get Chris Milton back it's like no we when gotta ben win this
1: Simmons comes back the Brooklyn Nets are gonna take this
0: series
1: I mean it's just laughable the Bucks don't operate like that like you said yeah Cage.
0: So, so just kind to like knock the expectations down uh and that way when Chris Middleton does come back you know they're saying he's going to be out quite a while I don't know if I believe that you know I think Chris is going to surprise us I think he's going to come back before this timetable that's kind of like been put out there I think he's going to come back and he's going to surprise us it would not surprise me if we see Chris Middleton in this series because I believe it's going to go uh the distance, you know, I really do see six or seven games here. Um, but going back to the Bulls series, right, Bucks fans, you'll be very happy to know that the Milwaukee Bucks, of all 16 teams in the playoffs, right, all 16 teams, every single team besides the Nets and the Celtics have played five games. So we're talking about the same sample size here. The Bucks are the number one defensive team. They've given up 95.2 points a game, and guess who? Is the is the the worst offensive team? I'll give you a hint. A lot of people voted the guy for MVP. The Denver Nuggets, who got eliminated last night by the Warriors, you know, they had that uh they had that game in the bag for for a few moments throughout the throughout the game, honestly. But when you don't play defense, you're just asking to lose. And the good news is, is guess what? The Brooklyn Nets, they don't really play defense. They were 14th out of 16 teams. They give up an average of 113 and a half a game throughout these playoffs. They're eliminated. I mean, the Minnesota Timberwolves, I don't know if anyone's expecting them to go far. They're 15th, so it's like the Bucks are all the way up there in the number one slot 95.2 points a game boston celtics are in the seventh slot giving up 109 a game so that's a 14 point average differential bucks fans uh and i think it's going to be even more compounded because we all know that the brooklyn nets i just listed them off as the 14th best defense out of 16 teams in the playoffs so essentially the third worst you know, they don't really care about playing defense. Like Kyrie and, and uh, KD, they can score with the best of them, but the Celtics were kind of like going up against a, a rough, like first uh, barometer in terms of like a measurement uh, to it what they might like expect. It almost like two and five, two on five. About it. well, well, it's, like, it's like to what to expect in the playoffs for the type of defense they're going to be receiving in the playoffs. To go from the 14th best defense all the way up to the number one defense I think it's going to surprise Jason Tatum I think it's going to surprise the Celtics Mm -hmm. team as a whole and I think it bodes very well for the Bucs as we know the Bucs can score you know Giannis can put up 50 Pac can put up 20 something Grayson can put up 20 something the fans are booing him and he responded well Drew Holiday could put up 30 points I hope he will Bobby Portis can put up a bunch of points Brooke Lopez can put up a bunch of points the Bucs can hit you from a lot of different places a lot of different angles on the offensive end, but that collective team defense is really what makes me feel good about this series. And just to expand on this for a sec before giving it back to you, Al, the guy who really impressed me last night in the elimination game versus the Bulls, the closeout, was Javon Carter. This guy had, I believe, I believe it was five or six steals. I'm just going to double-check that real quick. Javon Carter had five steals Bucks fans. He was 21 minutes on the court. He was making an impact. This guy was a plus 17. So it's like I didn't know what Javon Carter's role was going to be in the playoffs. I did predict that he was going to take Jordan Nwora's spot simply because Jordan DeWara can't play a lick of defense. Like It doesn't really matter how skilled you are, as you saw at the Brooklyn Nets, if you can't play any defense in the playoffs, defense wins championships. It really does. Like, you're going to need your star. You need stars, and then you need to be able to play defense. If you, and you have, to have, you have to have shooting as well. But if you can combine those three things, you can win a championship, as the Bucks proved last year. And Javon Carter is looking like he's a decent piece of this rotation. Like, I don't know how much he's going to get in the game going forward as the stakes get higher and higher. But the Bucks defense in general makes me very optimistic, very hopeful. And Javon Carter is a nice little uh, bonus in that. Alex, any thoughts on anything I just said? Javon Carter, I think his defensive intensity is going to increase
1: if he gets minutes in this Celtics series. I think Wesley Matthews had four steals. He looked really good on defensive, you know, the defensive end that whole series, as well as shooting some of those corner threes. He's got a nice role carved out for him. But I want to go back, Cage, to that MVP talk a little bit. And Buck says, I don't want to spend too much time on this. But can we just, you know, take two seconds here, like we were talking two weeks ago, people were giving Bucks beat writers a pass who watch Giannis every game as somehow he's not biased for voting for Jokic for MVP. When in reality, it's pretty obvious he's not the MVP. And you know yeah. a guy who's much better than him? Jason Tatum. He's exactly. been balling, averaging twenty-five. 29.5 points in the playoffs cage. And you want to know what Jason Tatum's PER is in the playoffs cage? Despite averaging 30 points a game, 7.3 like assists? It's 17.4. Giannis Antetokounmpo's got a 27.53 PER. He's averaged 28.6 points a game. He's playing 33.6 minutes. It ain't even close. I mean, and the fact that. All these guys groupthink into evoking the jokester
0: as the MVP is just absurd. Well, but yeah, let you me know, just, let me just add on to that. Back to back MVP, Bucks fans. When you think of back to back MVPs, you know, like you think of a pretty good player, or at least I do. You know, I think of someone like Aaron Rodgers. I think of someone like maybe Tim Duncan, someone who's just like a dominant player. I don't think of guys getting eliminated early in the playoffs. I don't think of guys who are like good players, but like back to back MVPs. It's just like, I mean, it's what's, what's done is done, right? Like, you know, we're not going to go and magically change the vote or like make these guys see that, you they know, expose themselves. The best player, but it's just so sad. And it's like this voting system needs to change. And like, I think you need to get the votes in the hands of people who actually know how to vote. Um, Because Giannis is the MVP. Like, he demonstrated that in the early going last night, starting the game like nine for nine. He was on pace for like 76 points 12 (laughs) minutes into the game. Like, first quarter and a half, this guy was on pace for like 76 36 in terms of points and rebounds. Uh, You know, that's another reason why I feel really good going into the Boston Celtics series. He doesn't even have the hammer down right now. You made a great point. You made a great point, Alex. Jason Tatum. If I'm thinking MVPs, right, I'm thinking a guy like Giannis. I'm thinking a guy like Joel Embiid, you know, a guy who's a serious player where if he didn't hurt his finger, who knows how good Philly would be right now. Uh, you know, obviously, I, I think the Bucks are the better team. But Joel Embiid, I have a lot of respect for. But Andrew then I would Brown. even argue like Jason Tatum. He may even be a better player than the jokester, you know. And like, you know, joke Jokic, like he's a good player, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not singling out Jokic, like he's like a fraud, but he's not a back-to-back MVP. Hey, Cage. Oh yeah, man, in
1: that Brooklyn, that's team, and the Celtics made work of them. You know, they've got they've got a roster right now, and really, I would be feeling much nervous if the Barks didn't completely 180 that series against the bulls and all of a sudden look like they are just a
0: they flip the machine switch. they flip the switch it's almost so- like it's almost like a boxer that's like super you know cocky or whatever it is like he gives the guy a free punch he's like he's like you know they're standing they're squaring off from each other conor mcgregor like, coming he's out like, early <laughs> he's like hit me you know hit me the guy's like i don't really want to hit you you know the chicago bulls like i don't really want to and he's like no, no no hit me i'll give you a free one the guy gives him a good punch the free one and then the actual box boxer, the actual fighter, just slams him to the ground, you know? And, like, that's kind of what this series was, just a superior fighter taking care of business like he should have. And next series, man, it's going to be interesting. I got a question for you. How are you going to guard Jason Tatum? Are you going to do a little bit of Giannis? Are you going to do a little bit of maybe uh, Wesley Matthews? Maybe a little bit of Javon Carter? Maybe even a little bit of Drew Holiday or Pat Connington? Uh, that's an interesting mm-hmm. question. I'm just curious, what are your thoughts on kind of like slowing down Jason Tatum the way the Bucks slowed down DeMar DeRozan in route to a victory?
1: I, you know, if Giannis wants to guard him, I'm letting him guard him. I don't know if he wants or I think he will in the high pressure moments, of course, beyond Jason Tatum. You know, Giannis is going to take him. But I actually have a dark horse, a name you didn't mention, Cage. Who's that? Bobby Portis. And the reason is it's because Bobby Portis is an enforcer i said last playoffs i mean bobby's gonna go in there and work you on defense and offense and just be an absolute animal out there and and like does tatum really want to put up with that you know bobby's averaging 11.6 points 11.4 rebounds in 24 minutes per game he's balling you know he's putting up a double double every game he's also cage you know Making his presence known, it's no easy buckets on Bobby. He'll foul you, yeah, and send you to the line. Of course, Tatum shoots a high percentage. You can't really, you know, hack him like that. But the last thing I really want to see, you know, I don't really want to see Drew Holiday on him. I think he'll just shoot over the top. Tatum's mm. got a really pure high release, and I think you got to use your size
0: on him. Like, uh, if, you, if you put Drew Holiday on uh, Jalen Brown, I think it's a great way to neutralize the Celtics number two. I think that yeah. is a great plan. Uh obviously the NBA is a game of switching. You know, the, the game moves fast these days. Uh another little tidbit here that I think Bucks fans would be interested in knowing, Grayson Allen. He scored he outscored DeMar DeRozan in the last two games of the series. And remember when Bulls fans were just kind of like, you know, talking down so who? is the kind way to say it. It's like Grayson Allen is a serious player, and not only did he outscore Demar uh, Derozan Bucks fans, he actually leads the Bucks team in three point percentage this playoffs. Number one on the team, Grayson Allen, he's shooting fifty eight percent from three. He's taken five shots a game. He's making uh, five threes a game. He's That's making absurd. three threes. Number two, Wesley Matthews, shooting forty eight percent from the field. He's taken you know four point two. He's making two threes a he's game. He's playing great. What hurts us is that Chris Middleton. Uh, you know, only two-game sample size, but he was shooting 43%. You know, he made three threes uh each game he was in, or on average. Um, but then after that, you know, John Carter's at 40%, uh Bobby Porter's at 36%, Pat Conkincan's at 36%, Drew Holiday's at 35%, Brooke is at 33 and then Giannis is at 15.4. Obviously, Giannis can switch the three when he needs to, but let's take it over to the free-throw realm. Uh, Pat is 100% on his free-throws throughout the playoffs. So is Chris Middleton. Brooke Lopez is 92% from the free-throw line throughout these playoffs. And then it gets kind of troubling because Grayson Allen is next. 75% from the free-throw stripe. Giannis is at 60. 68 Drew Holley is shooting 60% from the free-throw line, and Bobby Portis is shooting 56%. Like, That's got to be better. That's got to be better. There is no
1: Chris Middleton like you say, Cage. Bringing this conversation back to where we kind of started, Drew Holiday, you are the number two star. Yeah. Both on the salary and you know in terms of what everyone's been saying, like, hey, you know, you got to shoot better than sixty percent from the line, thirty four percent from three, and forty percent from the field all overall. I mean, sad. Happen. Like, like you better be not letting the other guy score on the other end if you're putting up numbers like that and making that type of money um, because he can play better. And that's what excites me, too. It was kind of like, hey, Giannis came alive during this bowl series, and he got contributions from several guys in several different games. But we're still waiting, Cage. We're still waiting on Drew. It hasn't been a holiday yet. And uh, I we think need we, can be, we, we need
0: one. It can we be need really Christmas really exciting. In we need Christmas from Drew. Uh, here's another interesting topic I think a lot of Bucks fans are going to be interested in because we know about this. It's the Celtics and flopping. It's like, you know, two things that just go together, right? Kind of like it's Marcus like Smart, Smart w- Wisconsin and, and flopping. G's, you know, like <laughs> Bucks basketball and Giannis, uh, Coach Bud in questionable rotations, the Boston <laughs> Celtics and flopping. That's a little nerd, like like how do we combat that, right? Like how are we gonna combat the Boston Celtics working the refs? Because we all know they do get a lot of calls. Like, like who's gonna get more calls in this series, Bucks fans? I would argue it's the Celtics. You know, and I'm not happy about that considering uh, the Bucks are the defending champions with the superstar like Giannis. And considering they but shoot eighty-three
1: like, percent from the line.
0: There are more games in Boston than there are in Milwaukee in this upcoming series, unless the Bucks sweep, right? There are more, uh, you know, basically, like, I just think they're going to get a lot of calls. Like, I think they're more prone to, you know, the you saw what
1: Andrew Bogut said, I mean, yeah. uh, he came out pretty much and said that when he was on Milwaukee, he was getting called for not touching guys. And when he went to the Warriors, he could pretty much close hammer line a, guy. a guy, clothesline a guy. And get away with it because that's kind of just how it is, you know, like the rest are like, it's the Celtics, you know, like Larry Bird, you know, <laughs> and Giannis somehow for some reason still, you know, struggles to get his calls despite going to the paint and doing it the tough way. That's so, where I see the advantage, though, Cage. I, see I think Bucks, big, s- still having a huge advantage. Horford has gotten much older, mm-hmm. and if they're going to rely on him and Grant Williams and like, Daniel Theiss, you're going to throw those guys on Bobby, Giannis, and Brooke,
0: they should be hammering those guys. Like Jason Tatum, Al don't Horford's have been gone, 35. Or? Horford is no spring chicken anymore. Uh, but one thing that stands out to me is Jalen Brown shooting 21% from three. So it's like Drew was one of these elite perimeter defenders. Uh, You know, do you even put him on Jalen Brown? It's like maybe you put him on Jason Tatum. The regular season he was actually shooting 36% from three. So he's kind of slumping a little bit. Maybe the defense turned up of the Brooklyn Nets, which we talked about in the beginning, how the Brooklyn Nets aren't exactly the best defense. Uh, But you know Jason Tatum is going to be stroking it from deep. He's shooting 42% from three. But then if you go to the regular season, he actually shot 35%. So it's almost like he's heating up a little bit. Uh, you know, thoughts on just the flopping. I think just to just to close up the, the, the flopping note, um, I think, Bucks fans, you got to expect in game one, it's going to be atrocious. Like, I think the Celtics are going to get ticky tack calls in their favor. I think Giannis is probably going to get in foul trouble. You know, we're really going to need the bench to step up. But Coach Bud might have to go out there and get a t. You know, he might just have to get a t. He might have to lose his you know what. Uh, at the, he might have to get fined at the presser you know, he might have to just do these things earlier rather than later to ensure it is a fair fight. Because when you're playing the Boston Celtics, very rarely is the officiating even. I think it's a valid point to bring up. Alex, any thoughts on what I just kind of talked about?
1: I would love to see Coach Bud do it. You know, I would love to see him come out and get fired. I, I saw that Coach Bud has won, I think, seven straight games when the Bucks have had an opportunity to clinch out a series. So when... To his credit, you know, maybe that's the Giannis effect. You know, Giannis is a closer. Chris is a closer. But Coach Bud, he can usually get the job done if he's ahead. So the Bucks have to come out to a fast start. One thing I do see as a huge opening cage. I'm looking at who's got the PG next to them on the Celtics, and they've got that next to Marcus Smart Bucks fans. And you ask yourselves, what if Drew makes it a tough tough series bringing the ball up to court. Who are they going to have bring the ball up to court, Cage? You know, they got Marcus Peyton Smart.
0: Pritchard, they got you know, Derek
1: White, they got some good players, but, uh... Not a premier ball handler. You know how it was with Eric Bledsoe? If you don't have a oh. point guard, it's <laughs> tough out there to get space. You know, they, like, when the defense turns up, it's tough out there if your point guard is an elite handler. And, like, luckily the Bucks have Drew now. That problem's solved, but it was a problem when we had Bledsoe. It was a problem when we had MCW. And it's, like, gotten so much better with Drew. I think the Celtics, they might be able to get past a guy like Kyrie with, you know, Marcus Smart playing the point guard. But if Drew turns up the, the the pressure, high court pressure, meaning he's all the way up there doing what he usually does, like in the Phoenix Sun series from last year, that could cause some serious problems for the Celtics because Tatum averages five turnovers a game. Marcus Smart averages uh, several... T- Two and a half turnovers a game. Same with Jalen Brown. They, you know, they they can cough the ball up. I, th- I think that's a point of you know where the Bucs can
0: do something. What are your thoughts on that? I think that's a great point. You know, I, I was thinking about like what I take. You know, more defensive effort from Drew, who's a tremendous defender. Like a lot of people would argue, he should have won DP a while over Marcus Smart in exchange for less offense. And I don't know if I would because Bucks fans. I'm about to say something alarming. Drew Holiday's player efficiency rating, the league average is 15. His is at 9.58 in the playoffs. Like, he is not playing his best ball. He actually leads the Bucs in minutes per game, which is what I wanted to segue into. Drew Holiday plays 36 minutes a game in the playoffs so far, first series. I think you got to get that up to 40 at the floor. I think you got to be playing uh, him 44 minutes. I think Giannis who's been playing 33.6 minutes uh, through these first five games, you've got to get him to 42 two minutes a game. Uh, you know, all the other guys on the Bucks besides Chris are in the 20s. So it's like Giannis and Drew to me, you got to you got to ratchet them up to at least 40. But Bucsans, I'm just going to give you you guys and you girls uh, the best listeners in the world. I'm going to give you a couple more stats that I think you're going to want to hear. The Bucks are actually number one in the playoffs so far uh, in terms of point differential. So it's like we, we dispatch the Bulls. You know, we kind of handled them 14.5 average point differential. Uh, boston celtics are 4.5 like they won a couple close games a lot of people thought that that Brooklyn Nets series could have been six games could have been even seven games if a couple things shake out differently not only that we talked about the bucks offense and their defense the bucks are actually number one per in the entire plus as well in terms of the field goal percentage differential so that means how well the bucks are shooting versus how well they're playing defense preventing their opponents from shooting well they have a plus 6.8 percent in that category and the boston Boston Celtics are shoot are actually 12th out of 16 teams. They're the lowest of every team still in the playoffs at negative 1.3%. So it's almost like the Nets, mm. you know, they're giving up backdoor layups when the game's on the line. That's a red flag. Uh, when it comes to three-point percentage, right? So, like, shooting the three and guarding the three, the Bucks are the number one team. They have a plus 9.7% uh, positive differential over their opponents and, and holding their opponents to, to lesser percentages. The one game the Bulls got, they shot the lights out. Obviously, that happens sometimes in the NBA. The Boston Celtics, once more, you exclude the, the Utah Jazz, who are probably going to get eliminated. You exclude the Toronto Raptors, who are probably going to get eliminated. The Boston Celtics are 13 out of 16 teams in that category, as well. The one red flag here, Bucks fans, is the Milwaukee Bucks are the worst team in the playoffs in terms of free throw percentage differential. That means they have a negative 14.4% uh, free throw percentage in relation to their opponents. So it's like. We do well on uh, points. You know, obviously you got to score more points than the opponent to win the game. We do well on, you know, buckets uh, inside the arc and three point baskets outside the arc, but the free throw, we cannot let that become our Achilles heel. We were worried about that in the finals last year. Giannis went 17 of 18 in the final game to close it out. Uh, it's just those are some advanced numbers to keep an eye on. Um, Alex, what do you think? Should we, should we get to some fan shout-outs before giving our predictions and giving this jersey away? I would love to. I've just got one final thing to talk about, Bucks fans, in the stat regard, just picking
1: off KJ right here, is the Bucks have allowed, as you said, you know, the least amount of points per game. That's 95.2 points a game. And that actually ranks six in the playoffs in terms of how many field goals the Bucks have allowed per game. So the Bucks have the number one defense, but they're giving up not the least amount of field goals. And so where are the opponents getting their points, right? The opponents against the Bucks are only shooting 28.3% from three. So they're not getting it from the three-point strike. They're getting they're it from, it from, from the, the free strike. throw line. That's where they're getting their free throws. The Bucks are Adam Silver is coming into play. The Bucks opponents shot 83% from the line. They're giving those up. And what's interesting, Cage, you made that point off. The only team that's got – gives up, you know, kind of has a better defense than the Bucks, or even close is the Miami Heat, and – the Bucs have an elite offense you know all these teams that are moving on a lot of them have elite offenses you need that in the playoffs the Bucks also have an elite defense Yeah, I think that's the real separation point here let's get to the fan shout outs first um, shout
0: out want to shout out our friend of the show Zach Calbertson with Country Financial Bucks fans if you ever need help with your insurance this guy happens to be a huge Bucks fan who also happens to be really good at insurance he helps people with home insurance if you buy a new home, you need a new quote, you want your rates to go down, something like that. Are you looking for a new policy? Helps them with car insurance, helps them with life insurance, and helps them with business insurance as well. I like talking to this guy because we always talk bucks before getting down to business. He's a friend of the show. Give him a call. Zach has your back. Zach Culbertson, that's 262-343-9990. Alex, I know you want to talk about a winning team. Yep, I've got a winning team right here
1: for you, Bucks. If you're ever hurting a wreck, call the law firm of Hupy and Abraham. Make them your choice because they've collected over $1 billion for their clients. That's billion with a B. If you're injured, they're voted best, they're rated best, and they mean business. So, again, that's Hupy and Abraham, 1-800-800-5678, friends of the show, big Bucks supporters. They're excited about what's going to go on, and, you know, they're also great friends of Ike. So. You know, if you need them, they're there for you, and they will also have your back. Cage, let's get to the fans and yep. some of the fan shout-outs. You want to read we got a lot of those? fans
0: listening from all over the world, and we want to shout a few of them out for giving away this jersey and our predictions. Uh, I want to shout out Molo Yemi tuning in from ireland want to shout out taliska tuning in from brazil zaniacs tuning in from america rafaelos tuning in from cyprus big shout out to you in cyprus rafaelos love to see that siamotos tuning in from new york city bucks brazil is tuning in from brazil Uh, Eben is tuning in from cameroon i believe that is Jacob MC, Jacob Fan, tuning in from Wisconsin. Running Duncan four Harrison, one, two, three from the land down under Australia. We Dope. got Jack tuning in. Jack AVC 77 tuning in from England. Chuck Metz, Raleigh, North Carolina. Funding Games is tuning in from the great uh, United States of America. Dan carts tuning in from Milwaukee. Trin Trindade, excuse me, is tuning in from Portugal. Julio is tuning in from, I believe that is uh, Costa Rica. Pan- Costa Rica, or, no, is that or maybe it, that's Panama? Panama,
1: actually. Yeah, that uh, would be
0: Panama. Seguin Moduoy is tuning in from, is that uh, Tanzania? Portland? Is that Senegal? Um, shout out to all our Bucks fans in Africa tuning in. Aldrin is tuning in from the Philippines. Martin is tuning in from Colombia. Uh, big big shout out to Millmade79, the owner, tuning in from work. Big shout out to you with the with the respect uh, for, for the dedication. Al Merlandia Obiwan Zinado is tuning in from Brazil. Megan's tuning in from America. Marvin Lee from the Philippines. Foreigner from Nigeria. Uh, uh, Miles Henderson Lee tuning in from the United Kingdom. Leo- Evoros tuning in from España. Matt Prick is tuning in from the Pfizer Forum. Big shout out nice. to you, Matt. Lamy is tuning in from France. Uh, France. Big Mike tuning in from, I think that's Cameroon. I'm going to have to double-check that flag. Forgive me if I messed that up. <laughs> Panathas tuning in from Greece. That uh, one's Kren-
1: easy to spot, baby. That's easy.
0: Krenzin tuning in from the United Kingdom. Uh, Broment is tuning in from Maryland. Shout out to you. Uh, Joe novak alcoholic Nowicki is tuning in from the 414, baby. Michael oh, Bochardt is tuning in from Poland. Julio's tuning in from Brazil. The Hot Rock is tuning in from Russia raleigh north carolina mandy's tuning in from new york in the united states pamela Weaver's tuning in from wisconsin milwaukee bucks turkey shout out to you guys tuning in from turkey uh, satiris big shout out to satiris been following us for years tuning in from greece playoffs Kao is tuned in from brazil s dug official mek is tuning in from uh nigeria, nigeria. toto's little wolf jumai's tuned in from the bahamas uh you have brian bachelor tuning in from atlanta georgia sofian magno i think that's uh morocco uh, michael wallace tuned in from uh, back porch lake adam key from california and then michael rebel tuning in from where is this Puerto Rico, I believe, or Costa yep. Rica. Gonna have to brush up on the flags, but sometimes when there's a lot of them, you gotta do the best you can. Uh, Alex, quick predictions. You go first and I'll go, and then we're gonna announce the jersey winner. So, Bucks fans, if you want a shout out, just comment your flags where you're watching from, comment your city, keep an eye out, or just simply give us a DM. We're gonna try and get to as many as we can each show. Alex, early prediction for the Boston Celtics series. My early prediction. And, Bucks fans, how awesome is it? Because
1: these guys know basketball. To see Charles Barkley go out there and say, you know, I believe the Bucks can win this series because they've got Giannis, they've got Drew, and. I believe it's going to be true. I'm going with the Bucks in seven. It's going seven. It's the Brooklyn Nets series from last year. Get ready because it's going to be a roller coaster. The Bucs might lose big one game, but they have the Greek freak, and that's why they're going to prevail. Tatum can't match up to that man, and I just believe in that fact alone. It doesn't matter who's with them. He'll go out there with Pat and Grayson, and he has to, and win this series. I'm going with Giannis. Cage, how about you? What's your prediction?
0: I just want to say that I'm looking out the window right now, and a guy literally just got out of his car. He looks around, and he's got a snapback Milwaukee Bucks Championship 2021 hat Woo! on his head. That is sick. Bucks fans, make sure to rock your gear. I'm also going Bucks in seven. I agree with a lot of what you said, Alex. I think this is almost like the championship before the championship. This reminds me in many ways of that Brooklyn Nets series. They don't really have a Kevin Durant, but they do have a Jason Tatum. Oh, man, is it going to be fun, Bucks? Bucks fans, we're excited to, to roll with you guys and girls every step of the way. I think the Bucks, it, it would not surprise me if the Bucks go down 02 Bucks fans just to like prep you guys and girls for that a little bit. We got to kind of expect there's going to be sh- some shenanigans going on from Adam Silver, <laughs> but, but fear not, Ike Bucks, if there's any funny business with the refs, Ike Bucks is going to be going off on NBA official. We're going to be fighting for those Bucks narratives to make sure the narrative is right, the narrative is true. You know, boots on the ground in Milwaukee, 100% in independent. No one's telling us what we can or cannot say. That's why we appreciate so many of you tuning in and following us, being with us on this journey. We're going to have a ton of fun, but I think it's going to come down to a game seven. Bucks in seven. Thank you for participating you, in this giveaway. Yep. Alex, without further ado, announce the winner. But before you do, I just want to remind Bucks fans that if you don't win, keep an eye on Ike Bucks because there will be more giveaways in the future. Authentic gear that you guys are actually going to want. We want to make sure to give you guys and you girls really cool items that you're actually going to want, actually going to wear. So without further ado, Alex, who won the uh, the Giannis City Edition jersey? The winner of the
1: Giannis City Edition Jersey Bleeds Bucks Basketball. And the winner is Jordan Everson at Jordan Everson 3. Congratulations. You are the winner of the Giannis City Edition Jersey. Bucks fans, shout out to you for participating. If you don't win, we've got more contests coming up ASAP. So don't Jordan go Everson, anywhere. Jordan Everson,
0: congratulations.
1: Jordan Make sure to send us a DM on Ike Bucks with shipping your shipping info. info and jersey size. Those two Thank two you so much, of, Bucks fans. of message, yep. Everyone, thank you for participating. We're going to be rolling out another one real soon. You know, send this show to a friend because it's the Celtics series. It's prime time. I was talking to a friend from International today, and he said, Speaking of lit, how about that Bucks Celtics series? Whew. And that's how it's going to be. So thank you for having me on, KJ. I can't wait for what's to yeah. come.
0: Bucks fans. If you want to help out this show, share it to your story. Share it with a friend. That's the easiest way to help us. It goes a long way because we are 100% independent and we're just trying to give you guys and girls the best Bucks content, the most independent Bucks content uh, and really just give you guys a blend of, of not only good analysis but also entertainment as well. And we can't we can't tell you how thankful we are for each and every one of you following us along uh, on this journey and we're excited to share this journey with you. It's a team thing. We're all a big team. We're all on the same team. We're all pulling in the same direction and that is towards another bucks championship because the prophecy is still being written mvp going encore mvp going encore bucks fans we'll talk to you real soon we out
2: smile